What is going on, guys? Today I have Momo the Shredder on the show. Now, if you guys know this guy, you know he is a man of many talents. I've known this guy since high school. He was friends with my younger brother. I've watched this guy grow up to become such an amazing young dude. And we talk about that. We talk about motivation, talk about what kept him going, his move to Seattle, and just how to stay focused on pursuing what you want to pursue. So without further ado, guys, Let's get into the episode. This is the Acknowledge Podcast, and here we go. Are you getting into it if you are? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Well, I mean, so going back, like, so I've known you since high school because I've known you from my from my younger brother, right? So I've known you since since I think it was high school. Maybe I don't know if it was before that, but I know it was definitely around the time that you guys were in high school. That, uh, yeah, it was like freshman I, year of high schoolish. Definitely, like I remember knowing you, and I always knew that, like, um, like so meeting you, and you know, as you're growing up, I've always seen that you've been, you, you as a person, I've always seen that you're someone that always had, you always had like, some sort of like motivation on you, like, like you always had something you're really interested in. But I've also seen like you phase into different things, you know, like long hair Momo back in the day, you know, it's like rock band <laughs> T-shirt or something like that, you know. Yeah. So like, so like growing up. Like doing that transition from from where you were like freshman year to where you are now, I think it's been a couple of years. Obviously, since high school has ended from you, you know, like when it came to knowing what you wanted to do, you know, what you wanted to pursue, like what was your drive to find that for you? Like, what 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 was that moment, or what was that thing that helped you find that that drive that made you go like, this is what I want to do, and like I really want to do this. I'm really gonna stick with it because I know like you guys were in high school during a really like I feel a really crazy time where where social media and technology was in that limbo of starting to get really well known by some people and then the other end was already like an advancement by by the rest, you know, like if you knew you knew and if you didn't and you didn't, I feel like now, you know, social media and internet, all the computer stuff is basically like it's kinda of like common practice a little bit now, but you guys were growing up in that time where you were in that moment where it was starting to gain that traction so like that field you're in now I feel like a lot of people around that time like see that now as a thing that's as like as a popular thing or not popular thing but something that's very like commonly now you know we didn't like back then you know like we didn't hear about what you were doing as much as we usually did you know back then it was like be a doctor be a nurse be a construction worker or be an engineer things like that but going into like the tech space you know where you were you had an opportunity to grow up in that area where you saw these developments happen you saw amazon take off from what the hell is amazon so how do you not have prime you know like (laughs) yeah so like that so like as you were growing like what was that drive to get you to to pursue your major and go into what you wanted to get into man yeah so for me i think one of the biggest factors obviously was my parents like being an only child growing up in like a family that's like low income right like you're the mindset you have is I want to get out of this like position that we're in Mm -hmm. and the the thing is I didn't know that I wanted to do like software engineering right like that wasn't like in my head at the time because in high school freshman and sophomore year of high school I was super passionate about music like yeah, guitar. Yeah. I would play guitar all the time. I would learn mm-hmm. the chords. I would learn the tabs. I would whatever yeah. song I liked at the time. Like I would, I was super driven in that. I started taking Definitely. like music lessons and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, 
<laughs> my dream was like, let's go to the Thornton School of Music at USC. Yeah. That's what I want to do. But uh-huh. then there was this shift, right? Where like, because yeah. fresh, freshman and sophomore year, it's, it's not as real. Like, yeah, you know, you're going to go to college and all that. But once you hit junior year, like, mm-hmm. oh, decisions need to be made now, right? Like, this is where, oh, this is kind of real. I need to decide what I'm going to try and do for the rest of my life. Um, mm-hmm. And I, the way I approached it was, so I was very into technology growing up, played a lot of video games as a kid. I was, mm-hmm. like, all about computers. Like, all, everything I knew about computers was, like, basically self-taught because my parents are not tech-savvy at all. Yeah. So yeah. it was this interest in technology and the curiosity of, like, how deep can we go? How much of an understanding can I have for this little machine that I've loved playing RuneScape on when I was in elementary school, you know? No, you so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a throwback for sure. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that, and then I reached out to my cousin, who was already a software engineer at this mm-hmm. company called Bloomberg in New York. Okay, so yeah. I reached out to him, and I asked him, I said, hey, I want to know what's the difference between computer science and computer engineering? Because I narrowed it down to those two things. Yeah. And he himself had taken, like, pursued computer science as, like, his major when he was in college. So he mm-hmm. broke it down for me, and he was like, if you do computer engineering, you're going to be working a lot more with hardware, uh, circuitry, like, uh, actual, like, physical parts of a computer. He said if you do computer science, you're going to get into, like, the theory of some of the things that makes this thing function, but also it's all software, like all the programming and all that. And that was what really like interested me. I was like, I can make this machine do what I want it to do by writing these little lines of like random words and it'll do it. And so I decided, okay, I'll apply for computer science. And I just applied to a bunch of different schools and San Jose State, which was local to Mm -hmm. us at the time, right there my parents didn't want me to go too far away so yeah it was yeah. like the sweet spot and i got in a san jose state for computer science and it was yeah that's where it all started it's nice dude that's nice yeah i mean i have a lot of respect for you guys who are all into the fall into that stuff i when i was in when i was figuring out my stuff too i did i did a little bit of it too and um once i got up to uh once i got up to coding a little bit it got a little too much for me so i respect you guys who put in that take the time and effort to, to learn that stuff man it's a lot of that's a lot but i know that i know that you guys get i know a lot of people are passionate about that i'm glad that you you love what you do you know yeah i think that 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 aspect of it itself right like you love what you do is what makes it a lot easier to learn it and understand it too because yeah bro computer science gets very stressful that curriculum yeah. is rigorous and yeah, if dude. you don't enjoy it underlyingly and you're there for like just the money or like the hype that's surrounding it, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bad time. Definitely. Yeah, dude. I remember, I remember when I was in school and I was learning C++ and then the next language I was learning was like Java. And I was like, there's different languages. I can't do I I just got a hold of <laughs> one language and I have to code in a different language when it's so much easier to code in this language, you know, and it's like learning all that stuff. Yeah. So you really do feel a need to be passionate about it too to be able to be with it and be able to do what it takes to, to be in that, you know, to stay with it, you know, and yeah. you, you know, moving to, you ended up moving to Seattle. Was that right after you uh, graduated from San Jose State? Yeah, it was actually. So what had happened was the year prior to me graduating from San Jose State, I did an internship at Amazon. So I did a summer internship um, 
and basically the way it works is if you perform well during your internship, mm-hmm. the odds of you getting a return offer for full-time employment from the company is fairly high. Mm-hmm. So I did the best I could do during the internship, everything like that. And then the last day of the internship, my manager sat down with me and was like, we'd like to extend an offer. And at this time, nice. I was just like, am I going to have to move to a whole new <laughs> state when I've lived my entire life in the Bay Area? Because, like, exactly. dude, I grew up in the Bay. I went to college in the Bay. My entire life was just there, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. That, that was, like, a whole new, like, challenge. You know, like, whoa, like, a new state, a new city, yeah. a I'll new friend, new that. people. This is, yeah. That's what I asked you. I was like, did you have any doubts when you moved? Like, I know some people, like, that they've moved. Like, you know, my brother, he moved, but he's still in the same state. But you're moving to a completely different state. Like, did you have any doubts when you were moving about how big of a venture that was going to be for you to, to pack your bags and move to Seattle? Yeah, man. It was It was kind of daunting, right? Like, the whole – because, so, initially, my mindset was, okay, I have this offer from Amazon to return. And they mm-hmm. give you a certain deadline to give a response, right? Which is a okay. pretty, like, gracious deadline, too. It's, like, a lot of time in between when they gave you the offer to when you can respond. Mm-hmm. So my mindset was I'm going to do my best to apply to some of the companies in the Bay and nice. see if I can interview with them and get an mm-hmm. offer because if I have the opportunity to stay in the Bay, I'll stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went ahead. I interviewed with Facebook. I interviewed with Google. Considering the fact I was already getting an offer from one of the big four, I narrowed down my, like, employment pool. I was like, I'll just focus on the big ones. And if yeah. I don't hit the mark, that's fine. I'll just go to Amazon and do my job there. And unfortunately, like, interviewed with Facebook and Google. Um, with Google, got through the three steps of, like, the in-person interviews. But then at the end of it, they, like, declined. And yeah. it's reasonable. It's a super challenging, like interview process so it's mm-hmm. it makes sense like a lot of people end up getting rejected the first time yeah. second time and even third time around that they apply so yeah. that's when the reality of amazon came up right and i was like mm-hmm. i am actually going to have to move at this point now like it's it's there's no way around it so yeah just thinking about it it was definitely scary right like yeah. because not only is it a new place with everything else that's going on but it's a new place where i don't know anyone except one person who was a friend of mine that already had uh started working at amazon but aside from him it was like the city of like completely random people yeah definitely man i mean like how is that moving to a new area like how did i really did i like did i affect your mental health at all like being afraid or any doubts or just being a bias like being you know over and over here you know yeah. in the bay Whenever you feel some sort of way, you can know you always have the opportunity to drive to your homie's place, or you know you're with your parents or whatnot, or you have these familiar places that kind of add like, kind of like a kind of a calming blanket to go over what's going on in your head. You know you have these go-to places you can go to in the bay, but to to take that venture over there and then grow in that area for a while, like how yeah. is that with your how that how that hits your mental, like being by yourself and like you know you're not, it's not so easy for you to just come back to your parents or see your homies, you know, like how that, how was that for you? You know, how'd that go for you? Yeah. So I'm super thankful for the friends that I have back in the day. Cause mm-hmm. even when I made the move, like they're just like a phone call or text away, right? Like their presence mm-hmm. is still there if I need them. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was just talking about this brings up like 
so the initial day that I moved to Seattle, uh, my dad helped me move and everything. And then I had gotten him a plane ticket to fly back down because we had driven up. Okay. So after I dropped my dad off at the airport, I come back to this new apartment that is completely barren and empty, right? I have not bought mm-hmm. enough furniture yet. There's not a bed. There's not a couch. There's no TV. It's just empty. There's boxes around. Mm-hmm. I have one light that's kind of shining. I open up Netflix on uh-huh. the laptop, and I'm <laughs> sitting on an air mattress, uh-huh. and I ordered Domino's. <laughs> and it's like the saddest <laughs> picture ever. It's uh-huh. like I'm alone yeah. in this new city eating like pizza on an air yeah, mattress yeah, in an empty cool. apartment. And uh, so that was the initial like, oh shit, like I'm alone in Seattle now. Like my family's not here. My friends aren't here. So I latched on to the one thing that I was the most familiar with. And for me, that's the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is my place of comfort. And mm-hmm. the beauty of it is all the gyms, like whether it be Seattle or whether it be in the Bay, it's the same environment, essentially. You, like, step into that gym, and yeah. the rest of the city doesn't really matter as much anymore. It still feels the same here as it would if I was at the gym in Fremont, if I was at the gym in San Jose. It's, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I latched onto that, and that gave me a sense of normalcy and a sense of, like, okay, this will be okay. <laughs> we'll we'll work through this, and it will be all right. Yeah, I, I feel like the gym in general, it's kind of – I feel like it kind of just gives you – because I'm, I'm – I'm not, I'm like starting, to, I'm pretty new to the area of making the gym kind of like your safe, your safe spot, you know, like your safe, yeah. your safe haven. But I kind of feel like going to there, um, it, it kind of like, kind of like transports you into like your little bubble for a bit where nothing really else is like, like you don't even understand there's an outside world to it. You're kind of just like consumed in what's going on around you. Yeah. I'm trying to say like, that's how, that's kind of how I feel. So I can, I can only imagine like how. Like and, and is that is that leading to why you became a, such a passion to you even more so after moving? I mean, I feel like I saw you doing competitions and things like that as well, and so like weightlifting and things like that. Is that is that accurate to the timeline? Like you're getting more into it after moving to Seattle. So before moving to Seattle, it was already kind of a big part of my life because okay. when I was in college, I was on the powerlifting team at San Jose State. Nice. And that was, like, one of the biggest, like, social drivers for me, too. It brought in a lot of new friends, a uh, new circle of friends, a bunch of people that were just, like, super caring and compassionate. And, like, the funny thing is, like, regardless of whether it would be the San Jose State powerlifting team or, like, my friends here that I made in the gym at Seattle, mm-hmm. everybody has that same sense of compassion and then the love for the, like, sport or whatever it is you're doing at the time, you know? And so... Yeah, I was I was into like powerlifting before, but I mm-hmm. think like using that passion, like when I came here as my like safe haven spot, actually helped me flourish even more because so many of the like friends I ended up making in Seattle was literally just through the gym. Nice, that's awesome, dude. I'm happy you made friends like that. That's awesome, dude. I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad to hear that, dude. I, I, and I feel like from whatever I say, I feel like whatever venture you're in, whether it's weightlifting or in, in you know, like we just talked about your whole college leading up to where you're now, I think the motivation in that, I feel like it's been very, very strong driven. And I see like, you know, with just within this timing, you've, you've just gotten just recently from what I've seen, you've gotten into streaming. Um, yeah, yeah. What happened? With, how did that start out for you, man? What made you want to get into streaming? What, what made you get into 
why don't you pursue that? Because it looks like you're having a fun time, which I love. You know, I mean, um, it looks like it looks like you're having a fun time as well. But what brought that up to you? What made you? What 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 this guy said you in the streaming? It seems like you're taking off, man. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. For me, it was so I, I think you already knew this from like back when we originally met back in high school, but I'm a super extroverted person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I thrive off of like social energy and like talking to people, like hanging out, whether it be a party or a small like gathering um, mm-hmm. like that. Me being an extrovert, I think, was also the other part that helped me continue to grow here in Seattle, even though it's like a city with a bunch of people that I didn't know and that also like jumped into the whole like kind of why I enjoy streaming I guess in that Mm -hmm. sense because it's it's just like a small get together and hangout and the funny thing is I always tell people I'm like okay if you're in my stream I want you to know I'm not good at video games I'm not Mm -hmm. streaming to be like some hotshot like super good like gamer that you know can do crazy no scope shots on Call of Duty or something like no that's not it yeah terrible at the game like (laughs) viewer discretion advised but it's more so about hanging out with like the friends that kind of just drop in because I'll drop Mm -hmm. like the stream link on like my Instagram right yeah and the randomest people from like different parts of my life that like follow me on Instagram will just like jump in the chat like once in a while and it's like this really fun like oh hey how are you doing like you get to hang out with people that you probably otherwise would not have talked to but they Mm -hmm. took the chance to jump into the stream and talk to you and you're like oh dude like I have not talked to you in like six years how are you doing yeah I really like the social aspect of streaming it's really fun I love that dude yeah I see that when you're in it you I saw that you just reached your sub goal or what that that you're looking forward to that's awesome I'm happy that you're able to meet these friends and stuff like that and uh, you're able to you. just like do these fun things, man. And I just want to ask, how is Genshin Impact going for you, man? Because for me, it's been <laughs> a fun time. <laughs> Dude, it's it is a fun time. It's such a time sink of a game. Like there's so much to do. Um, the art style, I'm like in love with it. Obviously, it's, it's great. great. Man. I'm thinking um, for uh, for Amber a lot too much. <laughs> Oh, really, Amber, huh? <laughs> Everybody else has been for Lisa, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, dude, it, it's but a fun game, dude. It is a really fun game. It's. I feel like it's going to continue. The only part that's dangerous about it is the whole fact that it's a gotcha game, you know, where you got to drop yeah. money and do these, like, gambled roles to see if you want to get a higher-tier character. Definitely, yeah. But definitely. I'm holding off. I'm going to try my best to not spend money on it. <laughs> well, I mean, once you get that subscriber money, man, <laughs> maybe you can put it towards maybe, some, maybe. some new for the content or something. Yeah, for the content, for the culture, dude, definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right, well, to take it back uh, a little bit more to the whole aspect of, of like, how the gym was helping you out and how, you know, you've turned your your love for video games and talking to people into something more into streaming uh, if if I want to say like for for those people out there who are having a tough time getting into that, you know, like to to be able to push yourself to go to the gym or to make that leap to stream, you know, some people are feeling like, oh, like if I go to the gym, I know some people feel like, oh, if I go to the gym, I'm gonna be feeling like X Y Z. Maybe I'm not meant to be in there, you know. Or some people who want to stream, yeah. sometimes you're like, oh, I don't have the content, I don't have the equipment that's top tier to look like. The, you know, the typical uh, streamer setup with the, you know, RBGs everywhere and all this stuff. Like, I just have yeah. a camera 
and myself, you know, like, so for those people, and, you know, some people don't even have, you know, um, that big of a, that big of a, a support of a, a friend group to even feel like maybe they want to do this. Maybe they, like some people I've talked to before, like, um, so I talked to with, with my work, I talked to a lot of people who have um, disabilities and a lot of people who are, they're just like at home due to COVID. They can't go out because they're like, I mean, a compromise to the, their, their stuff, but they want to start, you know, they love video games and they love movies. So they want to start doing streaming and they want to do like YouTube videos, but they're afraid because they don't have a lot of people like, who would I tell to watch my videos? I don't even have friends here. Who would want to watch it? You know? So like, yeah. so what I'm trying to ask is like for you, what was, what's that for you? Like for people who are just wanting to get started in, in a craft, you know, like, cause, like they have yeah. a passion in the craft, you know, like what's your, what could you tell them to help people get motivated, get, let them know, like, to make that first step, like what's something for you that, that help always helps you make this first step into a venture that you're, that you're not too sure about. Cause I'm pretty sure you've had to motivate yourself to make this move to Seattle to, you know, pursue streaming, whether or not it's going to take off or not, or to pursue, um, you know, getting into this, getting to that, weightlifting, all that stuff. So what's some, what's something that helps push you to get started on that, that next thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for anyone that's kind of contemplating the idea of like getting started with something that they're unsure about, there's, there's a foundational like set of things you need, right? Like if, if it's like streaming, right? Like you need like a certain set of equipment, like at least a camera and mm -hmm. something to pick up your audio mm -hmm. that, or if you're going to go to the gym, you at least need like something to wear to the gym and a gym membership. Like these baseline things, if yeah. you can at least have them, the only other thing you really need is like that mindset of, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to try it out. And if it works out, that's great. But failure is something that we all have to be realistic about. Like, it's something mm -hmm. that could happen as well. Um, life, unfortunately, is not all sunshine and rainbows. Like, things don't always go the way you want it to. But the problem is if you are contemplating doing something and you don't do it, it's, this is the cliche thing, right? You don't do it, you're never going to know if it would have worked out. Mm -hmm. So I don't like the idea of like sitting there and ever like contemplating, Oh, what if I tried it out and it would have happened or whatever, you know, that yeah. to me is just something that I don't want to be in that position. So if I want to try something out, I tend to like just go for it. And not mm -hmm. only do I go for it, but I just like, dude, I like put everything into it. I'm like, okay, I'm dedicating everything to this at this time. Like, I get super motivated for specific things at specific times. And when you're doing a stream of different things, like, say, if I'm, like, very passionate about the gym, mm -hmm. but then I also, like, have started to take up streaming, I have to divide, like, the amount of energy and stuff I put into things. So sometimes it'll take away from the gym or whatever. It's this, mm -hmm. like, juggling aspect. So at the same time, yes, take on new opportunities, take on new ventures, things that you want to try out but also don't bite off more than you can chew. Like understand your capacity at the time as well. Um, yeah. But never, never not do it. Like at least set it aside until you have the right moment and time to take it on mm -hmm. or just do it now. That, that's basically it. But don't, don't not do it. Yeah. That's what definitely. I want to say. Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I, that's good, dude. Thank, thanks for saying that, man. I, I, I really, uh, 
I really appreciate that just because like um, I know a lot of people out there they they don't they don't want to they're like oh well I have what I need but you know like what if it's not the quality you know and I feel like like I'm you know watching and it's means I'm being pretty sure we both to hear that you like you just you have to start somewhere right and like you said like yeah. kind of like like the opportunity will kind of just like slowly work its way up and stuff like that like for example for me it's like getting like for me I just started getting into I know it's gonna be hateful I just started realizing that you know PCs are better than consoles I know I'm late to that game. <laughs> you know I used to love the Xbox and PS4. I got yeah, I'm, man. We I've all been did. getting it. I've been getting into that. I'm 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 just right now about to start building my first PC and everything. But you know, getting into you know starting somewhere and it takes time and opportunity will come up there to start everything going. But you know, just like you said, opportunity presents itself to you know in the long run and also I'm I'm, I'm thanks for sharing that with everybody. I'm I'm happy that you yourself have come up to where you are now everything looks like everything's been been doing good for you like we've like we've established you know but what's uh do you have any next goals coming up for you anything any next sub goal you're trying to crash anything like coming up for you in the future <laughs> honestly for me it's more so like so the goals i have with that is it's not really these metric goals right of like getting more mm-hmm. viewers or subscribers or followers mm-hmm. right now the main thing i want to do with it is I want to improve it mainly because once like as soon as I hit affiliate and like subscription became a thing where like uh-huh. people can pay money to like yeah. support you. That's when it's like currently I don't really have subscriber perks. Like, yes, there's one custom emote that you will get if you subscribe to my Twitch, but that's it. Uh-huh. The thing that I want to do is like, I want to provide some value, right? Like I don't want people uh-huh. to throw their money into something and not feel like they're getting something out of it. Cause then it just, I, I understand that like if friends pay and they're like, Oh, I just want to support you. But like, to me, it feels like I'm robbing them in a way, you know, like uh-huh. yeah, I don't want yeah. to do that. I want to provide some value. Yes. Entertainment awesome, is one man. like term of value, but also like little subscriber perks, like a custom like subscriber discord or whatever those things are things I want to look into right now because it's more so about just improving the quality of the stream and mm-hmm. like the amount of fun the community has just being there. So that's, that's what I want to work on next. That's awesome, dude. I love that. I love, yeah, I love that there's a, I love people like who actually care about their, their supporters and about the people that actually watch, you know, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of content creators out there who I feel are being, you know, they're transitioning into being um, influencers, I guess you could say in a sense. And a lot of them are, um, I feel a lot of them don't influence pop, like and don't influence positivity. But I've only I've only only seen uh, positive things from the way that you stream and what you put out online on your content. So I'm glad that you're you're using your platform to spread that that you know that positive vibe out there and to really give back to the people that are watching you and making sure that they're noticed and they're known and that you appreciate them. I'm 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 overly just really happy that we have more. I hope you have more content creators out there like you. Uh, coming up in there, you know. So I'm, I'm think I'm so good on you, dude. I'm really pretty proud of what you're doing, dude. Honestly. Yeah, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. No I think problem, that's, man. That's one of the biggest things, you know, is like if you do like put content out there, whether it be Instagram or Twitch or YouTube, the people that dedicate their time to like your content, like time mm-hmm. is a valuable thing, right? Definitely. Like uh-huh. the fact that anybody chooses to even like like my Instagram photo or be in my Twitch stream just to drop in and say hi, mm-hmm. that like took 
like the decision to like go through, jump into the chat, type something in, but also it took like the energy to do it, the time out of their like day to do it. These are things of value to people, right? And if they're taking that and giving it to you, I don't see why you shouldn't appreciate it and make it known that you appreciate it and then also provide value for them. It's like it's like a give and take kind of game, you know, and I never want it to be like net negative. It should always mm-hmm. be net positive. Definitely, man. Definitely. All right. That's, I love that for you, man. So I'm I'm happy what you the talk we have today, man, I'm I'm not surprised at how amazing you are as a person. You always were giving off advice since you were since I've known you and I'm happy that you're using that energy to put out into the world and spread positivity to other people and to you know, to just be out there and do your thing and just stay motivated and motivate people. You know, I'm I'm happy for that, dude. Um, so like, best Thank of you. luck to you for everything, man. But I, I don't want to keep you too long. I know that it's, I know that you're a pretty busy man. So uh, you know, <laughs> no worries, where, no worries. Where can these people see you? Where can they watch you stream? Where can they see your Instagram posts? Where can they hit you up at? Okay. Uh, so the Twitch stream would be Twitch.tv/MomoTheShredder, and then I'm on Instagram over at Momo the Shredder. So, yeah, find me over there. <laughs> all right, man. Awesome. I'll definitely put your link down, your, all your ads and everything in the description. But I'm going to let you go, man. Thanks. I know it's been a, it's already been a little bit over half an hour. I just want to let you get back to your day. But I'm very appreciative of you spending your time and going back and, you know, just talking about, you know, your venture, your motivation, what kept you going, and just what keeps you on top of it, you know, with, with everything going on. So, so I say best of luck to you going forward. Of course, we'll keep in top, touch with you on Instagram and, you know, everything else. And I'll pop into your stream every once in a while, you know, and all that stuff. But I wish you the best for the end of the year, man. I hope 2020 ends up strong for you and 2021 ends up even better for you, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks for having no, me. No problem, man. I appreciate your time so much, man. I hope you have a great day today. Yeah, you too. Take care. Right, man. You, you take care. Bye-bye.